2: Hello everybody and welcome to the Super J Cast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Tuesday the
1: 7th of June. This is episode 213. Uh, how's it going, David? Great. We are uh, fantastic over here on this side of the world. Uh, the summer months are here. There's not a cloud in the sky today and uh, everyone's thrilled with the pro wrestling world. <laughs> No issues, right? right? Tony has no issues. Everything's smooth sailing. Uh, we have uh, uh, we have a dream matchup in Chicago, right? That's right around the corner. Uh, right? That didn't get canceled, did it, Joe? No, no. Everything is exactly how we want it. The cheering's
2: <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah. Desperado is best of the super juniors. <laughs> Zest friends are tearing it up together. Best yeah. buddies out there in the world. Loving life
1: yeah it's amazing how uh once you take the pot off the oven off the top of the stove off the flame it kind of cools a little bit ah uh, what are you gonna do it's it's uh we'll get there eventually <laughs> we sure shall now nah, we're good you're good you're you're uh you gotta be uh excited because uh i, I think we can disclose your uh you're finally getting back you're finally going home the Joel is going home. Yeah, not permanently, it's
2: just for my summer holiday. So I'll be back in the UK from July 1st to August the 3rd. So we're just discussing on thinking, you know, will I... Because we'll be staying for the most part with my parents who have a pretty small house. I was just thinking the practicalities of me doing a podcast with all the people in that house. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I said to Damon... If the G1 lineup is good and <laughs> cheering is allowed, then I still am reserving the right to to still do it. But uh, we'll see if it's if if the lineups come out and it's like Takahashi, Yujiro
1: and we're still doing the clap crowds, then <laughs> fuck <Enjoy> that noise. <laughs> Enjoy your four weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll be with you. Come to think of it, how on a fucking plane and go. Come with you. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, listen, we'll be able to, to hold down the fort, mind you. I don't want you to feel obligated. But um, yeah. Come on, four weeks—you're going to kill me. <laughs> yeah, no, and especially if if the if the cheering is back, which it won't be, because every single
2: time we thought it's going to be back, it hasn't. But uh, oh. I, there's no way I'm missing that
1: episode. Yeah. No way. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I mean, it, it, if anything, what this has done is has given us a new newfound appreciation for uh, anticipation, hasn't it? It's like we're aging. <laughs> They're edging us. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. This is this is the sexual equivalent or the uh, pro wrestling equivalent of edging. Yes, it's exactly what's happening. Um, but it will be here. It will be here. I mean, we we are we have been promised, and um, I don't know this this could line up to be a pretty decent G one. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Nobody knows yet, but I think we're all we're all pretty excited about the possibility. So let's just kind of. Let's just kind of stay in that court, stay in the positive side of life. The, the, the glass is half full. Yeah. I must say, Damon, I do
2: wish they hadn't been teasing us like that throughout the tour. And it was more than one person. It was like, a, I think Kidani would mention the Budokan show as well. So we're going through this whole Best of the Super Juniors thinking, rightly so, we've been clearly given the impression that by the time the finals had rolled around, Jim would be allowed again. And it wasn't, and I don't know if there was some sort of setback. And obviously it was out of their hands. But if they just shut the fuck up and not be <laughs> teasing it the whole tour. And, you know, after that, the final block night, all the wrestlers started tweeting that, yeah, cheering's going to be allowed. Something obviously happened there, but it
1: was really, really frustrating, wasn't it? It is. And, and then, again, I can't – I'm not going to sit here and try to make sense of uh, any government's rules at this point because it just seems – Every day is a new twist and turn, but I mean, I I I've watched bit Japanese baseball games, and there seems to be no problem with cheering there. Um, I mean, again, in some cases they're outdoors. All right, I understand. Uh, but it seems right, like- well, let's just move all the new Japan shows to Ganryujima Island, then <laughs> and the problem is solved. Right, that'd be, that's that would be actually pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I mean, again, I don't think they're sitting there with the you know let let's fuck over pro wrestling. I don't think that's happening. But um, for whatever reason, it's it does seem. Yeah, there were what four or f- at least three that I know of that had it, at at least mentioned it via the social media platforms of your choice. Yeah, that was disappointing. I don't know. I don't. I was. V- <laughs> I was disappointed because I really thought it was gonna happen. Um with that being said, I'm I'm I was gonna say I'm kinda glad they didn't with that show because what the fuck were you cheering for? <laughs> right? Are you telling me that people would not have been out of their seats screaming at the top of their voices for Tom Wakihoma versus Ryohei Oiwa. <laughs> Maybe not. And and the plethora of six man tags. Um but but i was i I held back on that statement, Joel, because uh guess what that doesn't sound like that Dominion cards are that much better <laughs> to be truthful um so uh, you know listen, maybe they can maybe they they'll use that Dominion show as like a test, right, because you know there's not gonna be that much excitement, <laughs> so when it does happen they'll be they'll be able to contain it, they'll be able to contain anything that might go bad. At the Dominion Show, I don't know, man. Doc Gallows against Toriano—that is really going to push people to their limits of of obeying these rules. Oh my god! No, people are just going to people like they like like they threw cushions at Sumo Hall G One. They're going to be ripping off their masks. We can't take it anymore. How can you expect us to contain our excitement? Doc Gallows and Yano. Oh. I'm. Yeah, you know, I'm going to be truthful. Not in my worst nightmare. Have a, did I ever think we would see a Yano Doc Gallows singles match? Uh, but <laughs> I mean, that, that that is the chickens coming home to roost for
2: yeah. Good Brothers being back immediately, like record eighty percent speed run, making us deeply regret that they're back in Japan, <laughs> Fucking the worst possible match off the bat.
1: Unbelievable! Oh my god! Yeah, that's. Uh... I, I don't think I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I'm circling that one. That whole car. I, again, I'm sure we're talking about it. I know we're all over the map in the beginning, but it's a lot to get to. But yeah, I mean, if they're going to cheer, I, don't, I don't, like I said, the, the, the finals match. Yes, I could see. Absolutely. And I think, you know, if we're looking at Dominion, there are matches where they, they could lose their shit. But overall, I got to be honest with you, these, these shows are – one is not sexy on paper. The other one is was, was not sexy on paper and was kind of – you got what you thought when we're looking at the lineup. Well,
2: we're going to be bouncing around through the news topics first. Uh, let's start with Forbidden Door then. So Derek says, any hope Forbidden Door doesn't just become Forgotten Door. What is going on with the show besides the one match that isn't happening? Is there any card for this yet? Uh, Andrew says, how can ghetto control Tony Khan's excesses and stop Forbidden Door from going seven hours long? Should House of Torture be ready to go and stop any matches where terrible wrestlers like Adam Cole have been wrestling for far too long? I don't know if you ever, if we followed WWE back in the day where they had that three-minute warning gimmick with Rosie <laughs> and Jamal where the matches were going too long. they come out and start beating everyone up. they so just have House of Torture ready to go. If any matches get too long in the tooth, then they just, <laughs> just send the boys out there. Um, I mean, I it, it is weird that We've got nothing announced yet, but to be honest, I think most of that is probably down on New Japan because they don't like to reveal matches until they have set up the angles leading to those matches. So I wouldn't leave that squarely at AEW's door. But I don't know. Does it feel weird to you that we've
1: got literally nothing for that show so far? It does. I mean, we have possibilities of matchups. You know, you know. But at this point, we know there's going to be, you know two matches to the to determine winner or actually three. There's a battle Royal thrown in there for good measure. Um, I mean, they kind of got fucked, right? They kind of the worst luck because truth be told, I was really excited by the, the idea of a Tanahashi CM Punk match. I'm not going to lie. I was really, I even tweeted you. I was like, Holy shit. This is, this is pants down material. And, yeah, uh, perfect opponent
2: for Punk because you know, Punk, I thought so. He, he's he's not a young man anymore, he's obviously not as athletic as he was, and even in his prime, he wasn't the most sort of smooth athletic wrestler. Uh, he's a guy who I think now you want to sort of focus on his brawling and his grappling. And I think Tanahashi would have been the perfect opponent to lay out that match, showcase his strengths, hide his weaknesses, and yeah, it's not happening yet. I will say. Tanahashi has invited CM Punk to face him at Wrestle Kingdom. So I imagine the plan was that Punk would win at Forbidden Door, and then Tanahashi would win a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom. So I'm sure we will get the match at some point, but it would have been a really sexy main event for a Chicago
1: crowd at least. Yep, it, it really would have. Uh, um, t- to say the least, I was disappointed knowing that uh, I would have been there and enjoyed that thoroughly. Um, And then you know, come to find out that there's other injuries to other talent that also could handcuff them in making matches. And again, New Japan's, and we're talking about uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, It's, you know, they're not going to reveal matches beforehand, right? Because they do like to have the angles play out. And we're talking about New Japan here. So, I don't think that I. I hate to say this. I don't even know if they know what they want the fuck to do at the show at this point. I really don't. I, I have no confidence that anything is planned out between the, t- the two organizations. Now I can no, be dead wrong. If,
2: if reports and rumors are to be believed, even Dynamite is uh, to some extent booked on the fly. So yeah, <laughs> expecting both companies to have their house in order with all those variables. This round in advance, probably we're expecting too much.
1: I mean, we'll, we'll see Tanahashi. What do you think? Tanahashi, Max?
2: Uh, no, no. I'm all in on Samurai Dad Hiroki Goto, main <laughs> event <laughs> the, the first cross-promotional <laughs> pay-per-view. We've got to manifest it into existence, Damon. Nothing would give me more pleasure. In spite of the fact our good friend Dave Meltzer going through all the people he'd rather see wrestle Tanahashi than Goto, even Tamatonga. <laughs> he says really? so people are down on goto i mean of course we'll talk about this later but I, it, it's got to happen i've never wanted anything as much as i do hiroki goto in this main event
1: and winning the aw title it's got to happen i need it well you're you, I, I i'm gonna tell you right now that the likelihood of any of those two things occurring are slim and none and uh none's walking out the door um I I I would be shocked. I mean, it would be it would be the ultimate, the ultimate. What the fuck is going on with this company? But yes, I don't think uh, I don't think we'll see that. But wow, Dave's shitting on Goto. Here's the thing: Goto's not terrible. He's not bad. He's just you know he's one of those guys that never wins. Number one, um, and two, you know he's kind of just fucking sitting around on a mid card. Like when was the last time he had his- a? <laughs> uh, he's been doing the tag title stuff, right? And, but. Do you, I don't know,
2: this is not the case, but it feels like them just sort of casually throwing Gotto into that title eliminator because he's got nothing else to do is sort of a backhanded insult towards what they think of the aw title i just throw Gotto in there melts is like oh it should have been osprey should have been someone with that no they've got osprey tied up in their own programs they've got no interest in doing that they just picked a a mid-card guy that had nothing to do at dominion and just threw him in there to fill the gap it does what they think of aw yeah it
1: does it does they think it's the fucking ring of honor tv title (laughs) um yeah, you know what? That is a that is a valid point in the sense of Yeah, they're just chucking in a guy that that again, big big, big matches always loses, always loses. Um Yeah, that that does say something. That does say something about that. But who knows? I mean look, every time you think you're taking two steps forward, we wind up taking three steps backwards. Um we'll see. That's the best I can say at this point. We'll see. Uh I, I'm sure every listen, they have a seventeen thousand seat arena filled to the rafters. Uh they can't fuck this up. They can't treat this like this is a a uh, you know, a row two show. They just can't. Uh and I just feel like they don't like just recognize what we have in front of us here like recognize what what ha, what what this company has accomplished with the help of AEW um uh, and again maybe vice versa but we this is a golden you have a golden ticket you have a golden ticket let's you can't walk out of here like seriously if, if if that main event is Tanahashi versus Mox, are you disappointed? No, I think that would really? be great. I've been looking forward to that match for a while. i got to be honest with you. I'd be disappointed. I'd be huh. disappointed. I would so, be. what
2: disappointed. At the, the lack of star power on, what, on the end of both companies? You know what I want?
1: Not the lack of star power. It's just the lack of stylistically what the match will be because right, I kind of mm. have my heart set on a an epic match to close out the show.
2: Well, we could still get the winner of Jay White and Okada defending against uh, an AEW guy.
1: You think that would be the he, main event? People
2: are ho- holding out hope for Okada against Brian Danielson. I know Danielson's going to be injured. He, he's out for one one to
1: two weeks, apparently, so it's not a serious long term. Oh, okay. See, I thought it was more serious than that. I thought it was more serious than that. Okay, well, that well that sheds some new light on things then. Because they could, yeah, I mean, seriously, if they put Okada and him on top, I would be more than thrilled. I would be ecstatic. Uh, no doubt. I would rotate Okada against uh, Adam Page. I like Hangman
2: Page. I don't like him as much as most AW fans do, but I think him against Okada would be a
1: very fun match. I, I would agree if I had a choice. And if you had a choice, who are you picking? Oh, Danielson right. all the way. Right, right. All right, so then now all we have to do is all collectively channel our karma and energy and prayer <laughs> for, for his speedy recovery. For Hiroki Goto <laughs> to pull through <laughs> against the <laughs> Oh my lord, Hiroki Kodo! Imagine that. Well, look, all right. I mean, and then aside from that, you got Will. What the. the, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I don't know. No, we'll, we'll have
2: to wait until after Dominion. After Dominion, I think things will be a lot clearer. So uh, we will wait and see. Um, here we go. Here's another topic for you. Andrew also asked, will any match on Forbidden Door be as good as Glato getting House of Torture versus Strongheart? Mm-hmm. So you may have seen, Damon, that House of Torture will be invading Glate and we're going to see them locking horns with strong hearts. Uh I mean, people are... Turning the nose up at this, I think that should, should be a lot of fun. Actually, I think maybe we may see the end game of a Stronghearts team challenging House of Torture for those never six man titles. Which, mm. you know, you just put that in a Coraquin Hall once the cheering band's been lifted. I thought that'd be tremendous. So, I actually, I'm going to uh, dip my toes into Glator to see how this House of Torture thing plays out.
1: Are you with me? I am with you in the sense of the idea of a never six man title defense little strong hearts action i would be i would be fucking down for that um and to to get there them being on the show is fine and i you know i truth to be told i i it's, it's not that pressing of a thing for me like if there's interference on a gleat show Gleet show whatever uh yeah, I'm okay, but the idea of of, of, of a of a six man title defense somewhere again, Corkin, uh, a road to show main eventing, I think that's that sounds pretty intriguing to me. I love, I love it.
2: We also got some news yesterday that on November 20th there'll be a New Japan and Stardom crossover pay per view event at the Ariake Arena, All right. which is about 15k that venue. That's How good. Are we feeling about this? P- finally, people are getting the New Japan Women's Division
1: that they, <laughs> that they it. wanted. We will never have to hear it again, right? Um, that's I think it's fine. That's listen, you know, you know, not for nothing. They worked with Noah, <laughs> you know? right?
2: Okay, well,
1: why not? Um, but and, I do, I
2: do love the fact that New Japan run cross-promotional events with Noah and Glate and AW before, <laughs> way before doing anything with
1: stardom. Right. That is, another really fucking comment. That is, that is pretty laughable. Um, I think it's a good idea. Why not? I mean, at this point in time, they're, they're, they're everybody's trying to make a buck. Everybody's trying to make them, it makes some money. And if, and if that's an, an avenue toward that, I don't, I don't think it's a bad idea. And here's the thing. Stardom's, it, you know, there's enough people that are interested in it and the product is good enough to to have a joint show. I don't I don't think anybody would, would I don't think anybody would hand wave that. Like nobody's hand waving that, are they, Joel?
2: No, absolutely not. I mean, this I think could be a gateway for a lot of people who, who are like me basically, who are like hear good things about Stardom but never actually decide to pull the trigger and start right. watching it if you're watching it as part of a cross promotional show, you might, may make, may make such a great impression that you think, Oh, you know what? I'm going to check out the next show. And obviously that's going to be the intention there. So you know, we'll put their best foot forward. I'm sure.
1: What, what would be the problem in an annual event? What would be a problem with an annual event? If we, if, if, if we own the, the company, then why not? Let's do it. And it, it, and you're exactly right. If it puts more eyeballs eyeballs on that product and it, and it lets them make more money and as well as new japan then fine Who, i don't care if they work with fucking whomever i don't that's i mean if, if if people are interested in it and people will watch and buy tickets then at the end of the day that's all that fucking matters like it's not going to hurt either of them it's 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 fine i'm i'm totally down for that
2: last bit of news here is more on the kota ibushi saga so since we last spoke there was a big press conference with uh was it kidani and obari if i'm remembering this correctly and they apologized for everything that had been going on and they announced that there would be punishments for everyone Ibushi would get a three month 10% salary reduction. So would Abari, and so would the official, as we refer to him now. Oh, no. really? really he's, he's just calling him the official. <laughs> yeah. No more uh, so he's, No, no, he is the official. Okay. So the, the nameless official will be moved to a different position, you oh. know, doing the old sort of Japanese workplace thing of, uh, da- uh, well, demoting them, <laughs> moving them to a different office until, uh, well, either hmm. way. I saw that conference and I thought, okay, that's the end of it. They've apologised. I wasn't expecting them to do that. I was uh, quite surprised. And I thought, okay, well, we're all good. Ibushi's going to come back. They said he's going to come back when he's fit and healthy. Then Ibushi logged into uh, twitter.com oh, and wow. started firing off tweets. And he obviously was still unhappy. He feels that they haven't told the full truth. They've said, oh, well, he can. we, we can do a press conference with Ibushi. I don't believe them. I don't think they want him anywhere near alive. My, the impression I'm getting is he has got no interest in wrestling for New Japan anymore. He's still pissed off and they just want to keep him quiet because he seems to know some stuff that they would, information that they would rather not get out there. So it just seems like a case of doing their very best to try and get him to shut up until his contract runs out and he can go and do something else. What that something else is I have no idea. I don't know which companies would want to work with him at this point or which companies he would want to work for. Cause I don't think he is interested in moving to America. And well, there's a lot of baggage that comes with Kota Ibushi now. So to cut the long story short, I will be very surprised if we see him wrestle with new Japan again.
1: Yeah. I, I Like I said, I didn't think it was possible. I mean, um, what is his end game with this though? Like what, like, what does he want New Japan to do? They've,
2: they've his, okay, Well, I'll tell you what, it's not. It, it, it is not a workers' right crusade, as some people on Twitter seems to think it is. It's not that. He's still pissed off about his mother, and, you know, that's completely understandable. We talked about that last time we recorded. I think he still feels that he has not received the, the restitution, the reparation that he feels is... Or maybe he just feels that everything they did was unforgivable. Maybe he just, he can't let that go,
1: which, you know, that's, that's his prerogative. It is. It absolutely is. And it is a, it is a terribly sad story, but like, like, is he looking for financial compensation? Is he looking for a, a a meeting where they, they profusely apologize in private? Are they like, what, like, what is his end game with this? Like they apologized, Um, you can believe the sincerity degree to whatever you want to agree with. But like, what? So, okay. Like, what does he want to have happen? Does he want New Japan to say, "Yep, we've been have we had shitty business practices, and and you know we treat wrestlers probably not the best"? And I like like, and here is the thing too. Like, I I, I don't want to shock anybody, but. I mean, and, and the world is open for change as we've seen in the past, at least five years. Um, like what, what is the end game? What do, what, what do we want to have happen here? I don't know. And yeah, I think the, the idea of him stepping in a new Japan ring anytime soon is, uh, to say the least, it's, you probably have more, more luck. Uh, and more chance having Hiroki Goto stand in the middle of the fucking United Center, holding up the AEW title. Let's put it that way.
2: Well, if that hasn't wet your appetites, then maybe some delicious ideas from our friends over at HelloFresh will do the job, Damon. I Talk hear, to us. I
3: hear about. what
1: you're getting at. Listen to HelloFresh, and you know I've been a huge fan of HelloFresh, and I continue to be. Because here in the States, you can get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients. Seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And that's with who? That's with HelloFresh. You're going to skip the trips to the grocery store. Count on HelloFresh to make some home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Look, HelloFresh, they deliver those pre-portioned ingredients straight to your door it's including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week that's pretty good so you get convenience without skimping no skimping on quality not with hello fresh skip the trip to the grocery store saving you uh, the weight in long lines nobody wants that and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food look here's the deal you know it already i've said it a million times right what i want you to do is this go to hellofresh.com slash VOW 16. You want to use the code VOW 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. I'm telling you, it's well worth it. Once again, go to HelloFresh.com slash VOW 16. Use the code VOW 16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. We're talking delicious recipes, easy instructions, uh, and dare I say, fun, And smart and pre-portioned, you'll love it. Trust me on that one. Damon approved. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash VOW16. Use the code VOW16. Do it now. Do it right now. And uh, get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts from your good friends and ours. HelloFresh. All right.
2: Let's talk about the Best of the Super Juniors 29 final. That was last Friday, June the 3rd in the Nippon Budokan. I don't think there's a great deal to talk about with each match, so I'm not going to do that because largely they were just setting up stuff for Dominion. I will say the first thing that I thought well, it was a breezy show. Actually, I thought it was very it was fun to watch. I mean, there was apart from the main event, there's nothing really is going to be touching your, your match of the year list. But it all the matches are really breezy. I mean, four minutes, six minutes. Six minutes, four minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes, eight minutes. They were all really quick. It was a very easy watch. Quick and meaningless. In ter- yeah. You <laughs> well, know what I mean? I've- yes. I've tried to pick out the points that I think were meaningful, and I got nothing until <laughs> the fifth match, which we saw the six-man tag bullet club against United Empire, and we saw El Fantasma with a bit of help, pinning Aaron hanare which I think is intentional. When you have someone like ELP pinning a heavyweight, in the form of Hanare, regardless of what you think about Hanare's status in the company, that does seem intentional and signifying ELP as a player in the heavyweight division. Do you think, based on this and based on the, all the stuff we see in the best of the Super Juniors, we'll be seeing El Fantasma in the grade one climax?
1: I know I was asked this months ago, or at least weeks ago, uh, and I kind of... Sp- not kind of. I, I they did squash it. I was like, no, I don't, can't see that happening too many oars in the water, blah 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 blah, blah, blah. How many how you gonna squeeze them in? Blah, 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 blah. But every week there's little little drips, little drabs, little bits, little you know, that kind of all point to him making an appearance. Now, I don't know how you can um so if we're looking at it from like okay. A, a junior graduating to make it into the G one because it doesn't happen every day, right? That a junior gets into a to the G one, it has happened before, obviously, but it doesn't happen all the time. Um, usually, it's the top junior, right? Like if so, ELP again, looking at it from a pro wrestling fan perspective. Is he the top junior to make that transition?
2: Well, I think if we're ranking the performers in this year's Best of the Super Juniors... He's the heaviest. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might say that he, he was my favorite, my favorite guy to watch. I think if we're talking for two MVPs, it's him and it's Robbie. Robbie.
1: yeah.
2: But I don't think we're going to be putting Robbie Eagles in the grade one climax. No. So... I thought Elp had a fantastic tournament. He was one of the best guys. I think if we're looking at guys who have increased their stock the most during this tournament, it's got to be him.
1: I would agree. I I would agree with that. Um, But again, like, would would logic aside, wouldn't somebody in in the finals be the one to make it like? Like what gives? I agree. Yeah, this this is not like 2019 when we are putting Shingo and Osprey. Correct. Right. I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at here. Is that okay? This doesn't make much sense. And and again, I'm sure they'll find some fucking convoluted way to make it work. But um, does he? Do I have a problem with him being in it? None whatsoever. Because again, he he's he is a a heavyweight. He will be a heavyweight. I, I cannot see him staying as a junior. Um I I gotta be honest with you though. And again, I don't have a problem with ELP in it. And 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 nothing is definite, there's no pastrami sandwiches, so it's just our speculation. But I would rather have El Desperano in there. Oh, no, I don't agree. I think no? this
2: be no I still see him as a junior. I don't,
1: but he wrestles everywhere else as not a junior. Yeah,
2: no, I'd never consider that. Maybe, maybe the result of this best of super juniors final could be unexpectedly a way to get him over to the heavyweights. No, well, you, know now I'm that you mention it. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think he's too valuable in the junior division. And you know, this is something we'll talk about later. But eventually, at some point in this Bullet Club story we're going to need some people going the other way because we haven't had it yet. We haven't had anyone willingly turn on the bullet club. We've had people being kicked out of the bullet club, but I think ELP, because we are getting this gradual face turn, you know, he's been playing by the rules, you know, he was wishing Despy well after he lost to Despy in the, the block finals. He's been getting the, well, trying to generate some enthusiasm for cheering, coming back. And, he, I think, would be a prime candidate to actually leave Bullet Club and go and join another faction or start a new faction or whatever. But if he does that, then that is signifying the face turn is complete. So, I think that might happen at some point. If we're going to pick one guy
1: to be the first to willingly leave Bullet Club, I think it could be him. Yeah, I mean, if... You know, if if meaning becoming a heavyweight means we need to get him a new coat of paint, yeah. Um... You know, you made a point where, you know, people, we need people to start leaving Bullet Club and we need to, we've had three people leave, right? G.O.D. Um, and the Master Heater. Who else? Nobody else has left, right? Nobody else has been kicked out, right? And yet we've had, hmm. it feels like 10 people join, <laughs> right? Between Gallows, Anderson, uh, Alexane, um, Who else? Chris Bay? No, it was was Ace Austin. Ace Austin. I'm sorry. i got to confuse. Can we talk about
2: that for a minute? Uh, So, uh, He he joined Bullet Club in the middle of this show. Uh, Johnny says, Is it possible for New Japan to complete a tournament without making an obviously terrible decision like immediately turning ace against Zane? Mm. Louis said, People may not like it, but Ace Austin joining Bullet Club was for the best. Just watch the promo in the back. He cut. This guy is a future star for the junior division. What are your guys' thoughts on Ace Austin? So, I've got mixed feelings about this. I don't hate the idea of him being in Bullet Club because he's got that kind of swagger, you know, that sort of AJ Styles feel about him that I think makes him a good fit in that faction and they've got an eye for the future. I think the guy's a future star. I think we're going to see a lot of him in New Japan in years to come. I would have liked it if they'd drawn it out a bit more. As I said before, I wanted to see him and Alex Zane, the zest friends having a little tag run together, you know, winning Super Junior Tag League and winning the Junior Tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom, have a little run with them, then drop them. And then maybe on on a big match, you know, Saccharogenesis or something where they've dropped the belts, then in the ring, have the big turn and him joining Bullet Club for maximum emotion and betrayal. And the way they did it, which was just in a backstage promo, no one watches the backstage promo apart from perverts and freaks like me, Uh, Most people are going to miss that, which is a shame because I think it was a pairing that a lot of people got invested in. And I know that these guys have got prior commitments and I'm sure that Ace Austin joining Bullet Club at the final was penciled in from Jump Street. But I feel it's kind of emblematic of a problem new japan have which is not being able to be reactive to stuff it's like well no this is the plan we've got to stick to it and i feel that they should have called an audible here and, and tried to pull a few strings to drag it out a bit more but in theory asos in in
1: bullet club i'm i'm okay with it i'm okay with it as well um i'm lukewarm to it only in the sense of it feels like it's you know north american pur- pur- purgatory right it's like I mean, you're in a big faction and, and again, still a red hot faction. Um, uh, you know, as, as strange as that sounds to say even now, but you know, you, you're kind of like a small, you know, small fish in a big pond. Is that what I'm looking for? Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen a mountain of his own before doing anything like that. I, I will say this though, this is, or this was. A masterclass between both of those guys in getting people invested in them, getting people excited about them, thinking about the possibilities of them making a junior tag run and all this stuff, and they did it all via social media. Finally, you know how I always complain, Joe, about wrestlers and social media and how pointless and how useless and how just fucking idiots they are on social media. This was perfection. Every fucking picture was them enjoying a meal together, enjoying the culture, enjoying uh, new experiences. All this stuff. And again, even the match they had was like, oh, you know, we're going to go against my buddy here. You know, it's going to be tough sledding, but I'm going for the win because you know that's what's most important. All of it. The fans getting behind both of them. A master class in getting themselves over to the point where people gave a fuck and became invested in them and then had the big tra- the big trail. Yes, I agree with you. it shouldn't have been on a fucking you know backstage clip that you know only a handful of people really will say. But, yeah, if you're going to do it, if you've got to do it on this
2: show, do it in the ring at least. Just, you know, call that audible and say, all right, Alex, you know, head down ringside and let's do this in the
1: ring where the fans are going to react to it. Right. I would agree a thousand percent. But, but again, all of that, all that joy that we kind of got from that is them setting up the fact that we, we, we need to get people invested in this turn. And, and I think they, they fucking did it to perfection. So my hat's off to them because, Um. finally, somebody did something smart, uh, a pro wrestler doing something smart on social media. Excellent job.
2: Not only that, but they had to have spent all that time together, hanging out in Tokyo, eating meals together, knowing that this was coming. Yeah. With that sort of twinge of sadness. You know, when you're having a holiday romance- and you just, you know, at the end of the holiday, you've got to go back to your country. She's got to go back to hers. You, you probably won't see each other again. And it's got that sort of inevitable
1: sense of heartbreak to it. It sounds like, it sounds like it. you've watched Greece once or twice. <laughs> 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 you think Olivia Newton-John fan are
2: you? <laughs> love it? I, I, I love that film. Yeah, More you love I, I watched it. A, I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. I will tell you what. Right, I was very I was very little when I watched it. It was mainly my big sister that I was watching it, so I was sort of watching it with her. Uh you know when Olivia Newton-John undergoes a big change at the end. She was a back, bad girl. Right. I thought <laughs> as a child I thought that was a different woman. <laughs> So I didn't understand the story at all. I was just like, oh, so he got he got rid of the first woman because she was not cool enough, and now he's just sort of shacked up with this new girl who's much cooler. Yeah. And it probably sent bad messages to me
1: about the, the nature of relationships. But Maybe. You you I was right. just like, who's this character who's come out of left field? That's a choice. In the black leather pants, <laughs> singing a catchy tune. What was your favorite song from Greece?
2: Um... It's the Reproduction song. Was that Grease or Grease 2? I can't remember. <laughs> are you? Are,
1: you know, when they're, when you, they're, like, they're in the biology, mind? like,
2: Reproduction, Reproduction.
1: reproduction. Yes, yeah. I Yes. I do know that That's one. That's the best song. That might be Grease 2. I don't, my my wife swears Grease 2 is better than Grease 1. Uh, so, so there's that. Uh, I'm a big fan of the, Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Oh, tell me more, tell, tell, me, tell more. me more. was it love at first sight. Tell me more, tell me more. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a
2: moment for super J J-Class fans getting a duet. From <laughs>
1: Somebody else Charles
2: like David.
1: that audio. Christ. <laughs> All right. Uh <laughs> overall? Okay, so what what <laughs> so can we can we get to uh, to uh... Yeah, okay, right, just
2: one little thing. Okay, no, so right. Kenta he's he's medically cleared. So Kenta's back, he's ready to wrestle, which is exciting. I don't okay. know if we he I mean do we think the days of Kenta entering the G1 are behind him? Do you think he's sort of too physically shot for that? Or do we still think there's plenty of gas left in the tank for Mr. Kenta?
1: Great question. I mean, is he a guy that's at the, uh, at a position where he's like, like the Suzuki position (laughs) where he's like, fuck that. I'm not doing it this summer, (laughs) not this summer. Um, It, It feels like diminishing returns. I think you would
2: get more bang for your buck with Kenta to just have him in high profile singles matches. Rather than him grind the grind
1: of all these tours. Yeah, that, that fucking night five and night six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not getting the best Kenta you possibly can on those nights. Yeah, you're probably right. I would have I I, I, would, I would have no problem with him not bo sitting this one out. I would have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. But now again I, I know I'm I'm um fuck. I feel like I'm I'm setting myself up for a huge disappointment, Joel. Do you feel that way? Do you feel like you're setting yourself up for a huge disappointment with this fucking G1?
2: Um, I'm trying to manage my expectations. I, I'm thinking of guys that I would be excited about seeing in it. I want El Fantasmo in there. Okay. I want Fred Rosser in there. Okay. I think that would be a great story. Mm-hmm. I'll be really excited to see him, uh, just, just for the narrative of him managing to get his career back on track. And I think he's been tremendously strong. I'll be really excited to see him. Um, in terms of hoping for guys from other companies, it would be cool to see a T-Hawk from Stronghearts, from Glato. That would be nice. Um, I don't know if we're looking at other promotions like Noah or All Japan. There's been people you know, whispering about Jake Lee or, uh, what's his name, Nakajima. I don't know if that's going to happen. That's something, to me, that would be a, a pleasant surprise rather than something I've got my heart set on. And on, honestly, I'm not getting my heart set on having a you know guys like Mox or Danielson or whatever big AW stars in the G1. I think we will likely get some sort of AW representation, but I wouldn't hold your breath for you know someone like a, a Brian Danielson to to be in the G1 climax. I want I want El Fantasma. I want Fred Rosser. They're on the top of my shopping list at this point.
1: Okay, I mean I I mean they're on my list too. Um, I I would I, I gotta be honest with you. I would really need some. I I just want some marquee names, and and not to say that they're not marquee names. I'm saying, you know what what I'm saying. Um, it's a long grind. It's a long summer, and I, you know you get it. But here's the thing too: like every person when this was first going down, was talking about you know they that they wanted to do it. You know what I mean? Like every one of them was like, "Yeah, I would, I would love to do it," and blah blah blah. So, it kind of gives me a little bit of hope. I don't know. I th- I feel like I'm building this up in my head, and the realization of you're going to get disappointed, dude, is kind of creeping into me here.
3: In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value Off. Again, that's arena club.com slash V O W net arena club.com slash V O W net for 10% off your first purchase on arena club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of the wrestling podcast network.
2: I think the best they could do, actually, is a bit like the best of the Super Juniors lineup. Just have a few fresh names out of left field. You know, maybe guys we haven't seen so much. And I just would like fresh names. Yes. I don't really, I don't necessarily need tippy-top guys from other promotions, but just to mix it up a bit, because we've had the same, well, very similar names wrestling each other a lot for the past two, three years. And I think we just need to shake things up a bit. So, yes, uh, expect nothing. That <laughs> You won't get disappointed. Yeah, I think cool. a lot of it cheering as well if the cheering comes back then I think guys like Danielson might be more likely to join but uh we'll wait and see uh, let's talk about this best of the super juniors final then which was Hiromi Takahashi defeating El Desperado in 30 minutes 37 seconds with time bomb 2.5 Hiromi Takahashi wins best of the super juniors 29 is that his third best of the super juniors win or his fourth I can't even keep up at this rate. He's won it so many times. Uh, Dagan says, do you think Desperado should have won the tournament? And is Hiromu winning every year starting to feel a bit repetitive? So, David, first of all, your thoughts on the match, please,
1: and then thoughts on the booking. Match was very good. Uh, I thought it was, I thought the match was pretty outstanding, actually. I don't know if it was as good as other Hiromu-Despi matches, um, but it was very good, and I think it was... Amplified because really there was nothing else on the show that would even come close to this match. Um, I, I think they took a safe path. I really do. Um, I think it it could be the right call. I mean, you could argue it that you know Harum was your top guy, have him win. I I, I feel like it, it was the safe of all of all choices. It was the safest way to go. Does it feel stale? A little bit. Not gonna lie, it is a little bit stale. Um, like, what else can the, the fucking guy do? I mean, he's obviously your top star in that in that division. But okay, now what else can he do? Like, like are we are we at a point where it's like, well, here's the thing. It, it, there is a feud to be made here right there there is a feud that is right around the corner and his name is Kushida so to me that that still speaks to the most logical path we're taking here um now if that doesn't come to pass then yeah i'll be even more disappointed um but to me if this feels like him winning kushida and maybe some redemption coming along the way
2: Yeah, I agree. I thought it was a fantastic match. It wasn't as good as the 2020 final, but nothing will be. I mean, that was an all-time great junior heavyweight match for me, so I wasn't necessarily going in expecting them to top that. But, I mean, definitely it was a match-of-the-year caliber match. Uh, I was upset that Desperado lost. I thought this was a real chance to solidify him as the guy in the division. And, yeah, Hiromu feels a little bit directionless at the moment because... I am just taking this. Down. I mean, they're going to wrestle each other again in the future, sure. But I feel Desperado getting that big, dominant win at Wrestle Kingdom, and that Hiron getting the win at Best of the Super Juniors. I think we need to keep these guys apart from each other for a while. You know, maybe at some point we can build to Desperado finally getting his best of the Super Juniors win because that, you know, that's the one thing that he hasn't won yet because he's won everything else. To be fair, I don't really see it like, oh well, Despy lost, Despy in the muds, he's he's trash now because it's not. His m- I think he's a mate guy in the junior division at least. So I can't really say that the result buried him. I just thought it wasn't particularly interesting. And I think interest is starting to waver a bit with Hiromu. So they've got to do something with him. I, I like the idea of him being the never openweight guy who was sort of could wrestle heavyweights and juniors interchangeably for that belt, but that's not the direction they went with him. So I guess we'll wait and see. I mean, it does feel stale and I was disappointed that Hiromu won, but we'll see you know, with Kashida coming back. Let's see what else they do with some of these best of the super juniors guys, because, you know, maybe if we get to see a guy like, let's say El Linderman getting signed by new Japan and, you know, they could build up him to be the next big rival for Hiromu and have him being the guy carrying the torch in the division. And I just think we need some fresh names in there on a more permanent basis to, if we do have Hiromu staying in the junior division to keep things fresh and interesting.
1: Do you feel like th- him not getting the win was a was, again, maybe not a direct statement, but maybe a subtle statement of thanks, El Desperado, for getting us through this tough time, but our big boys back.
2: Yeah, and on a macro scale, looking at the booking of Dominion, it feels like they're saying to all the juniors, thanks, little guys, for right. holding the fort for a, a month. Now, take a step back. The big boys are here. So, yes, that and also extrapolating that to a larger point about the positioning of juniors in general.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, that it, when 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 the match was over, unfortunately, that's kind of what I was like. Wow, thank yeah. As they say, he really Caddyshack, was the pandemic champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, as they say on Caddyshack, thanks for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay
2: so that was the best of super juniors final uh says is the fact that chris bay isn't in, in best of super juniors somewhat of a glaring omission so i had someone rolling into my dms and so, so I don't, this is not a verifiable source or anything but ale- allegedly chris bay was offered the chance to work best of super juniors but he said no because he didn't want he didn't wasn't interested in going to japan so take that for what you will is you know it's not a hugely credible source but that information is out there if you want it. Um, he is still working Strong. He worked the, the most recent episode of Strong. So, you know, it could just have, have been a case that they needed someone to team up with Jay White on impact right. rather than this big long-term thing for Chris Bay. I don't think he was a glaring omission. I mean, I think Ace Austin, arguably a, a better impact entrance. If, you know, you've, you've had to make me choose between Chris Bay and Ace Austin, I would have picked Ace Austin. So I was happy with the... Uh, the lineup that we got so i wouldn't say i was outraged or anything that chris bay wasn't there but yeah maybe he isn't the sort of anointed future uh bullet club western bullet club star uh, that we initially thought he might have been so those are
1: my thoughts on chris bay can i ask a question about your source was his name mm-hmm. kikuchi <laughs> <laughs> no the official the official okay now i feel better okay about the source okay good
2: um final thoughts on best of the super juniors Dave says morning from the uk who was your breakout newcomer in best of the super juniors which new japan regular really surprised you most with their performances for me wheeler Utah was my standard newcomer doki stepped up a level in my eyes uh i as i said before i think el fantasma robbie eagles really stepped up if i was in charge i would have called the audible and well i said they're in the same block weren't they so we couldn't have done that but um i think just that was such a tremendous match the best match of the tournament by far, including the final, I think, that Robbie Eagles against El Fantasma match. So I think those are the two guys who came away with their uh, stock increase the most uh, in terms of regulars. And newcomers, Ace Austin was great. Alex Zane, just fantastic the way he got himself over with the fans. But if we're talking the whole package, El Linderman really impressed me. I hope we get to see a lot more of him in New Japan because I think... We are the the wells starting to run dry a bit in terms of you know who's going to be
1: the next guy in the junior division should be El Linderman. You've really loved them. You you were you were you're you're on the bandwagon with him. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I, it's hard for me to add any new thoughts or 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 you know interesting takes off of that because I agree with everything you said. Um, I think my MVPs were definitely Robbie, definitely ELP. I think Desperado was 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 in there, was in the mix um for MVP. Um I liked Wheeler Utah. I thought he did well. Um but yeah, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of si- sliding right into your thoughts when it comes to this tournament. I thought it was good. Here's here's the problem that I had. And tell me if you if you if you're on the same boat. It felt, felt like it was building and building and building, and then at a certain point, we plateaued, and we stayed at that plateau, and we never hit yes. that third gear.
2: Yes, that's why we didn't record a show last week, because one, it would have been recorded like the day of the final, and two, nothing really happened in those final three nights that gave us anything new to say that we didn't already say after the three Corroquan shows, that right. triple triple whammy was great and it peaked then but then the the venue choices were weird for the final three nights there was some good stuff in there but nothing that I thought oh I've got some fresh takes for this and need to get them out there so yeah it did plateau a bit so uh it was a, a I thought a very entertaining tournament overall maybe felt a little bit short in terms of in ring I thought we would have more matches to hang our hat on than just Despi, uh, not Despi, uh, El against Robbie, but there was some good stuff in there. So I would say uh, a, a really fun tournament overall, but yeah, definitely sort of
1: fizzled out a bit at the end. Letter grade: uh, B plus. I would go solid, firm, unwavering B.
2: There we go. That's best of the Super Junior. So let's move on to previewing Dominion, which is going to be taking place. Good morning, Esther. Aww. You wanted to come for the Dominion takes.
1: This do you will have be Sunday, count? June do you have 12. a count on, 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 on air? <laughs> Esther, can you do
2: counting? Counting. counting?
3: counting. One,
1: two,
2: four.
3: Four.
2: Four comes after four. She's not, she's not performing, Damon, yeah, yeah, you know It's
1: early in the morning. Comes, I, I put her on the spot. Five. Yes, five.
2: Yeah, there you go. Show off. That's <laughs> Okay. So uh, Dominion from osaka Joe Hall. We are opening up here with Tenzan, Watto, and Taguchi against Aaron Hanari, Francesco, Akira, and TJP. This is a setup to uh, <laughs> a match we'll be having later, in June the 20th, in Korakuen Hall, where we will finally see... Francesco, Akira, and TJP challenging Toguchi and Watto for the junior heavyweight tag title. So this is a, a preview match, a setup match for that. Then we have, now this is a choice. We've got Hiromu, Naito, and Bushi against Ishimori, Ace Austin, and El Fantasmo. Second match of the card. So usually we would expect to see the junior, the, the winner of the best of super juniors challenge for the junior heavyweight title at Dominion, pretty high up on the card we won't be getting that this year we've got this preview six-man tag and then the actual challenge for the junior title will come june 21st at korakuen hall where Hiromu will challenge ishimori now i understand the reasons behind that i think at that time a lot of their bigger names will be in the states so maybe they felt they needed to hold that back to move tickets for these korakuen shows and Put that as a headliner, Hiromu versus Ishimori. But uh, we do have a lot of talk about this. A uh, friend of the show, guest host Lawrence, says, Hey, team, do you think having the junior title matches not on Dominion hurts the division? Anwar says, is this the healthiest the junior division has felt in years? Did that play into them moving the junior championship matches to the Road 2 shows? And Trish says, what do you think of Hiromu Ishimori being on the Road 2 show rather than Dominion?
1: I mean, maybe they're just kind of holding off just to give these guys r- a little bit more. of a r- I don't know. I, I don't know. it it kind of blew my mind. Like I don't have a great logical reason other than they, they can headline a row two show with this title, which is admirable, I guess, but I I, I would think you could anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I I really don't think that's like a barometer of the, the junior titles relevance at this point. I think it always could do that. I don't know. Look, that's. I mean, to me, you think ELP gets a gets another win? Uh, in what? In this six yeah. tag match? Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting, actually. Let's have a. Let's go all in. Let's have ELP pinning Naito. Oh, now that would be something. Okay, that would be something. They, this company doesn't have the balls to do that though, but. That would be something. That'd be something. I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like, I like everybody involved in this match. Mostly I, this match just does not do anything for me. Nothing. She's, she's
2: still going with the numbers, David. We've set her off now. Oh! <laughs> she's just looking at me going 12, 60 seemingly at random numbers, but uh, they are coming. So if you that hear numbers amazing. being shouted in the background, that's, that's what it is. I love it. Uh, Okay, so multiverse A says, what was the biggest disappointment of the past week or so? Despy losing, fans still not being allowed to cheer, Punk getting injured, Zest friends breaking up, or our next match to preview, Gallows versus Yano being placed on arguably the second biggest show of the year. What? What is going on here? Why do we... We don't have Hiromu versus Ishimori, but we do have Toriyama against Dot Gallows. I mean, we touched on it before, but... I hope I end up eating crow. I hope this turns out to be like the comedy match of the year and I'm rolling around on the floor in hysterics and this is an amazing comedy, but I don't think it will be. I think it looks a bit rubbish on paper. It looks fucking terrible
1: on paper. (laughs) It really does. This is, it it, it, it could be frighteningly bad. Like it it could be, it could be, it could be, it could be. Dare I say, one of the worst matches. Like Again, think about this on paper. This could be potentially. We talk about potentially a lot in a positive. This could potentially be one of the worst matches we've seen in a long time. In a long time. I I almost am excited to see it just to see how bad it's going to be. Um, Morbid as it sounds. Who thought this was a good idea? Who thought this was a good idea? <sighs> Again, you take a fucking two steps forward, you take one step back or one step forward and three steps back. It's just, I don't know what the fuck this company does. Sometimes <laughs> This is one of those moments. And, the booking of
2: this is gonna be such that by the time the House of Torture come rolling in for the next match, you are gonna they're gonna be a breath of fresh air. You're gonna be delighted to see Evil Show and Neudro coming out to defend their six-man titles against Katamaru, Zack Sabre Jr. and El Desperado. Now, I'm quite like looking forward to this one. We we've established uh, the consensus is that House of Torture is good now. So these these six lads are gonna go out there and have a, a fun, exciting match for the Never Openweight Six Man Championships. I think House of Torture will retain. They should retain because they're brilliant champions. It's been a good reign so far. I think people have slept on it, but it's been pretty fun. And I want to see them hold it until Strong Hearts can challenge them. So I'm
1: picking House of Torture as my winners here. And Suzuki can always has like that energy with these six man's. Like they th- these usually turn out to be pretty fucking good. Um, can I can I rewind just one second here? And this is that Yano gallows match. Correct me if I'm wrong. It is not for the KOWP championship, right?
2: No, Shingo is the KOPW
1: yeah. holder. So this is just a match, right?
2: Well, maybe the winner of this is gonna <laughs> be challenged for KOPW. It's a KOPW Eliminator match.
1: Holy fucking A. Like why would the why I Like like this reminds me of like fucking indie shows in the nineties where guys would get on shows because they drove talent. You know, like Metal Maniac <laughs> would be on shows because he drove Jimmy Snooker. Like <clears throat> Doc Gallows is driving the car, so Carl so Anderson could be on a fucking show. This, this is this is what it feels like to me. Holy fuck! It's Metal Maniac, Metal Maniac, Doc. You no, know, the, the match is going to be. Like, it will be like four minutes long. I think uh, if it
2: goes any longer than that, then I will be shot. Can so we? set will say
1: over under five. You're saying under five. I say over five. Okay. I'm going to
2: be optimistic for once <laughs> stay under five. Uh, all right, next we have the IWGP Tag Championship match with the champions, Chase Owens and Bad Luck Vale defending against the challengers, Great Khan and Jeff Cobb. I hope Khan and the Cobb win. I really enjoyed them in the, the very short reign that they had and I was shocked that they lost. I think they get the win back here. I think we, we want to get the belts on them as travel starts to open up and we get some sexy challengers coming over from abroad. I think Khan on the Cobb are you you guys and they like traveling as well. So they can defend it abroad as well. Uh, They are, uh, I believe going after the ROH tag championships, which are held by FTR. That seems to be a direction we're going. So maybe we have some sort of title versus title gimmick match coming up at forbidden door. But uh, yeah, I'm picking Khan on the Cobb to win this
1: one. I will, you know, you're talking sexy today because that's, I, I would be into the title change, obviously, but imagine a little, nice little program with FTR. That I I I would dig that. How about you, man? I would fucking love that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I I like FTR. I don't think they're the sort of southern wrestling throwback tag team that they initially presented themselves as. They are they are, they're a, you know, US indie babyface high spots team, and I think once they started leaning into that and accepted that, then they've been a lot of fun to watch. So them against Khan on the Cobb, sign me up. I think that would be a really fun match for Forbidden Door.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be. All right, let's 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 hope for a title change there. All right.
2: Then we have the big one, the AW Interim Championship Elimination Match. Hiroki Goto, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Michael says, is it now a long last time for Hiroki Goto to win the big one? Um, I'm saying, yes, please, I need it. No, look, I think Goto's an absolutely fine choice. I, I would have picked him myself in the same situation, so I've got no qualms with them sliding him in for this match. And I think Goto and Tanahashi have got really good chemistry. Historically, they've been really good together, so I think this is going to be a perfectly serviceable match. What is it, the sick match on the, the show or something? One, two, three, four, five, six. So, yes, yeah, a sick match on the show. So, you know, we're going to get a good sort of 15 minute. I wouldn't say classic, but you know, you can you can shut your eyes and imagine what this match looks like and, and that's that's what it will be. I'm sure it'll be really good. Um Tanahashi's probably gonna win, but I will be living and dying on every single Gotto near Fall. I just oh just I'm just closing my eyes and imagining him <laughs> liking in Chicago and I need it to happen. But it won't. Tanahashi's gonna win, but I am I'm team Gotto here.
1: I mean, I feel like you almost have like you've you've Played your cards, and when I say you, I mean New Japan and AEW, with having Tanahashi stroll out and challenge Punk. So it would really make no sense from a from a from a business standpoint, I would think, to change everything in that match. Like you still are going to have Tanahashi be that guy, and again, if it's Mox, if it's whome- whomever it winds up being, um, yeah, there's no there's no reason to. To to disrupt this show more than it needs to. So again, I think the match will be good. Hiroki Goto is good. He's good. He's just what do you do with him at this point, right? But make no mistake about it. Him and Tanahashi in the same fucking ring is going to be really, really good. And yeah, I, I mean, I might bite for a near fall here and there. I don't know I might, but um, yeah, I think I, I think the odds are uh, we're going. We're going to Tanahashi. So next up, we have the
2: KOPW 2022 championship match with Shingo Takagi against Taichi. We don't have any stipulations for that yet, but based on the previous match they had, I think these two guys are tremendous wrestlers. I think they've got really good chemistry. So I think we can look forward to having a really fun match with some creative stipulations. The backstage promos between the two of them have been extremely good content. They just it, They invade each other's promos and they just go back and forth yapping at each other uh, and sort of trying to make each other laugh it's really really funny so i would recommend people going to check those out so until we have stipulations it's hard to really preview it but i think it'll be good and i honestly i hope touchy wins but well, i'd be perfectly happy with shingo retaining actually just as long as we are out of the yano comedy hellscape <laughs> I don't want to speak too soon because I dare yeah. say if he wins that gallows match, he's going to have something to say about the outcome of this one. Um, but
1: yeah, Hart says Tai Chi here. Okay. I mean, I truth be told, I, it doesn't matter who wins this match to me. Um, I, I just know that the days of giving up like, like hand waving a, a Tai Chi match are, are long in the in the rearview mirror. I think this would be really good. Um, all things considered, again, we don't have a stip yet, right? So, we don't really know what we're getting ourselves into, but I think these two are, are beyond great at this point. You know what I mean? Like, those two guys can have a great match um, as long as they don't get handcuffed, but some ridiculous fucking stipulation. But they seem to be pretty creative and pretty good with what they, the, you know, the limited amount of times that they've had to play this game. So, yeah, let's enjoy it while we can. Next up, we have the
2: Never Openweight Championship match with Tamatonga, his first defense against the machine gun Carl Anderson. So I think Tamatonga, he's got to be in the G1 this year. He is getting a pretty sustained singles babyface push, and I think it's working. I think he's really over with the fans. I think his performances in these singles matches that he had have been very impressive. So I think he should keep the title in order to keep that momentum going, and then we can have him in the G1 as a Never Champion. And so my interest in this match is also to see what we've got with Carl Anderson, because as we said before, you know, when he knows the stakes are low, he, he does tend to phone it in and you can't blame him. You know, he's a worker. He's been doing this a long time. But I think he's going to have his working shoes on here. He's going to want to make a good first impression. This is a big match for him. I think arguably one of the biggest matches he's had in recent history. So I think he's going to have a point to prove. I think these two guys are going to go out there, you know, 15 minutes, I think this could impress a lot of people. I think it'll be good.
1: I think it's just the opposite in the sense of, I, I, think, it can, don't, don't, uh, I, I think it can be good. I think it, and I think it will be good. Um, so I agree, agree with you there. But I really feel like this is a title change. Like, I really do. Because if you think about it this way, you know, what obligations does Carl Anderson have? Like, he seems like he can roam wherever he needs to go. Um, whenever he needs to go, I would not be surprised to see him in G1. Um, I think Tamatanga too. I don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see the reason why either of them couldn't be in. Um, but I, I'm telling you, I, I really feel like this is a title change waiting to happen.
2: Yeah, it wouldn't shock me, actually. I mean, if they're trying to get over this Bullet Club dominant storyline, then that would be the direction to go. Uh, Let's move on to the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship three-way match with Juice Robinson defending against Sanada and Will Ospreay. There's a a, a litany of injuries and injury recoveries. So Sanada's just come back from his injury. Uh, Juice Robinson apparently has appendicitis. Uh, Will Ospreay, he had a kidney infection, didn't he? So... If we actually get all three of these guys in the ring <laughs> when the match begins, then I will be shocked, actually, because I'm, I'm sort of half expecting one or more of these guys to pull out just based on uh, what Shane's question here. Why is the US title cursed? Mm-hmm. Samuel says, is it time to pull the trigger on interim US title? It seems not. I mean, if Juice Robinson's healthy and good to go, then great. Um, if this is the match that we get, could be a lot of fun. I mean, Juice and Osprey, they've, they've worked matches like this before. They know in how China, to do... Yeah. Yeah, entertaining uh, multi-person matches. They've done three-way, four-ways in the past. So it should be a lot of fun. Uh, who do I think is going to win? This one's very hard to call. Um, I would be reluctant to take the title off Juice Robinson so early into his run. Same as Tamatonga, really. This is their first defence. I would like a little bit of stability. So I would like to see Juice Robinson rock hard. Juice Robinson, to give him his full moniker. Uh, Juice Robinson to retain
1: yeah, if I stay with my usual titles changing hands on a show, I thought they would, they would do back to backs. So if I'm sticking with my prediction of Carl, then I'm sticking with my prediction of Juice holding on to it as well, um, which I think makes m- the most sense. He's he's a guy that you would think would love to spend some time in the United States, right? Um, so. That being a huge factor, why not let him hold onto that belt and do a little bit more activities here in the States?
2: Hmm, just thinking of potential matches for Juice at Forbidden Door if he wants to defend that title.
1: Juice like, I feel versus... like that's a perfect AEW spot, don't you? Yeah. Juice but... versus Hangman Page. That would be fun. I would have no problem with that. I would have no problem with a lot. How about would you, would you have a problem with Adam Cole? I've always got a problem with Adam I know, Cole. You. I know you do. <laughs> yeah, it will be fine.
2: I mean what I what I don't want is Adam Cole in these epic hand staring main events, all, all that nonsense. I think Adam Cole in a nice tidy little twelve minute mid card match, fine. I'm okay with that.
1: Can I can I I'm gonna propose a couple. How about Juice Robinson? Danhausen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that over out of call me too. I love Dan Halson actually. Yeah, he's quite funny. I think I find him to be hilarious. I love the Dan Halson Alright, I'll throw one more name at you, just for shits and giggles. Juice Robinson versus Samoa Joe. Oh yeah,
2: I like that. Is it Samoa Joe is he he's not in some tournament listen. No, he didn't he lost it, didn't he? That's right. Yeah. He yeah, the in heart, oh, yeah. Heart yeah. yeah? I honestly you could start juice. Juice Robinson against any of these, any anyone in AW, and I think we're gonna have a really good match because they've got a, a loaded roster over there. So yeah, it will be nice to see him in action at Forbidden Door if he retains. Oh. Um, let's move on to the main event then, which is the IWGP World Heavyweight. Oh, actually, no, I was going to pick your brains actually before we do that. What How do you it, feel about interim titles?
1: Ah, uh, honestly, I think it's. I hate it. <laughs> I really don't like it. Mm. Uh, um, I, I just I like we're making up rules as we go along. It feels like. You know, what I mean, like we're just trying to fucking shoehorn this to make sense, but in every other scenario, and again, a lot of times it's different promotions and everybody's got their own set of fucking rules. But you know, you can't defend the title. How many times have we seen? Okay, the title is held up, and the winner of the match gets the fucking title. I mean, we just saw the goddamn thing in Washington. Um, I don't know. I think it's silly. I really do. Just, just make them the champion. Why? Why would you not just make them the champion? Punk can't defend. Now we have a, a match for the a, a new, a new champion. It's not that big of a deal. You can That person can drop that fucking title as soon as Pump gets the bill of health. Clean bill of health. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. What, I don't know why we would need well, – right, it sounds like you're on the other in, in the other camp. No, no, I'm not. I know why they
2: happen just because promoters like the idea of having the real champion against the – you know, interim champion kind of, you know, the unification gimmick match. I don't think it's necessary. I think it sort of muddies the waters in terms of title lineages. I don't get as upset about it as other people do, but it just, it feels kind of messy to me. So I'd rather not have interim titles and I'm glad that uh, New Japan don't, even though Osprey was running around with a fake belt. At least that was clearly signified as look at this heel with his fake belt. He's not the real champion. So there's that. I thought that was done pretty well. Uh, Main event then we've got the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship got Okada, his sixth, sixth, no, fifth defense against the challenger, Jay White. I would not be surprised to see the title change here. Mm. If they are going all in on this Bullet Club feud, Jay White says that at the end of the show, he's going to reveal his grand design or whatever it is for Bullet Club. So I think something is going to go down. I don't know what it is, but whilst I'm sort of leaning sort of 60% Okada retaining, I would not be shocked at all if Jay White comes away with a belt. How are you feeling?
1: Hey, it's kind of hard to have a master plane be be revealed and be the loser of a match, right? Isn't it? Uh, yeah, want to surprise me. And then,
2: and then, sorry, of course you can have uh, Jay White against Adam Cole in your you <laughs> your know. hellish uh, IWGP title defense uh, for villain I'll
1: be like Cheryl. I'll oh, guess what Cheryl's going to go to Chicago. Um, I'll be like Cheryl. My Sunday night just opened up. <laughs> book, book, let's go to the best steakhouse in town. Um, yeah, you, you know what? I hate to say it because I think this title run has been very underrated. I think he's been excellent. And he feels like just the the guy in the promotion. I would not be surprised to see a title change here as well.
2: i was quite shocked you said that actually why because i just think that a lot of people have got their heart set on okada going into forbidden door you know he is the representative of new japan pro wrestling nice shiny golden okada with his shiny golden belt he is the guy he's gonna have you know okada danielson
1: or, or whatever but i just yeah i just think that's all gonna get mucked up but by, here's the uh, thing with Liverpool. that though like if he drops the title, he is it's it's more flexible. Like you can have higher profile matches because you're not worried about oh well this guy can't do shit because he's lost. The, you know he doesn't have a fucking he has the title. You know we can't have him be involved in whatever. We're going to stick him in a multi man. Th-. And that's not to say that that won't still happen. But I just think like it just opens up a lot more. And then you have an even you know higher profile Jay White match against somebody for a title. Which again, I think that's the that's the smart move to go, don't you?
2: Yeah, I think Jay White needs this win more than Okada needs to retain.
1: I agree. I agree. And no, I get I, no one in that building is going to be like, "Oh, he, Okada doesn't have the a, a title, so now everybody run to the you know to the bathrooms and go get a beer." It's intermission. No, that's not the case. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you're going to fucking get greatness. So I don't. I don't. I don't think the belt is is as important. And again, it opens up a lot of possibilities with Jay White as your champion. Once again, b- selling out now the United Center. <laughs> you know he's got he's got two American buildings that he's that he'll have on his resume. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that can be the case. Um, yeah, I think we're, I, I, I'm I'm leaning heavily toward a title change.
2: Okay, well, that is our preview for Dominion. I will just give my thoughts on two episodes of Strong because I didn't manage to talk Strong because we didn't record last week. Uh, first thing I just want to say about Strong, Ian Rickaboni is so good, he yes. almost makes Alex Kozlov tolerable. So well done, Ian. Keep up the good work. Uh, so this is the Saturday, May 28th show. This is a mutiny. So we started off with Bateman, Mysterioso, Barrett Brown, uh, defeating Fred High, DKC and Kevin Knight. I really enjoyed the DKC versus Barrett Brown segment to this match. Two guys who... I think could be future best of the Super Juniors, guys. Uh, speaking of future best of the Super Juniors, guys, David Finley defeating Blake Christian. 10 minutes, seven seconds with the trash panda. Um, Blake Christian is on an upward trajectory He's a lot of fun to watch. He is a guy I think should be in next year's best of the Super Juniors or in contention at least. Finley, he needs to do something. He's He's got more of an edge with this persona he's doing at the moment. He's got the shillelagh and sort of threatening to attack but he didn't actually and he's shaking hands at the end but he's got to do something. You can't really have him join Bullet Club as well. I think you've got to do something different with him but if he doesn't get a fresh coat of paint soon then he's just going to get even he's just going to become invisible, basically. Uh, Main event we had Jeff Cobb, Mark Davis, and Carl Fletcher defeating Bad Tito, Jonah, and Shane Haste. And just watching this, first of all, Carl Fletcher, he reminds me a lot of a young Will Ospreay as he's getting Mm. more muscular and and filling his body out. Definitely getting big Ospreay vibes from him. And I'm just thinking ahead, Aussie Open versus TMDK, when we do eventually get that as a tag match, put that in front of a hot crowd in a big spot. Would be really good. Maybe do that in the UK. Maybe even do that in Australia. Have that as a you know sort of semi-main event or something for the the tag titles. I think that'd be big money. And Jonah versus Cobb should be a lot of fun when we eventually get to that. Um, I'm not really sure what the ceiling is. Could you have Jonah versus Cobb main eventing a big level show? Possibly. I mean, the fans seem really into it. So uh, watch this space as far as when that singles match is announced because I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. And then in the most recent episode, we had Keita and Yuya Oemera defeating Kevin Blackwood and Lucas Riley. Kevin Blackwood and Lucas Riley teasing some uh, dissension at the end there. It looks like Kevin Blackwood blamed Lucas Riley for the defeat. So maybe we, we might be seeing a bit more of a, a heelish Kevin Blackwood. And I've enjoyed the work he's done so far. I think he's a, a useful guy to stick around and strong. But a big takeaway from this match, Yuya Oemra just came across looking like the biggest star of the match. The fans loved him. And he got the, the winning four here. So that's not for nothing. I think Yuya is going to have a very productive excursion in the States. Then we had uh, Bullet Club, Chris Bay and El Fantasmo defeating Alex Zane and Christopher Daniels. So again, we're seeing more Chris Bay here. I don't think he's going anywhere. Uh, He might just be the guy that, you know, Bullet Club guys can tag with when they're over in the States or when they're in impact. Uh, But uh, it looks like he's not going to be going to Japan anytime soon. Um, And it was nice to see Alex Zane here. So obviously this would have been recorded before the best of the super juniors but they did go out of their way and Christopher Daniels went out of his way to to talk up Alex Zane, and so I think he's a guy who should be featured quite prominently on Strong when he's back in the States if that is the direction they're going in and then in the main event we had Tomohiro Ishii defeating the debuting Big Damo the artist formerly known as Killian Dane, when he was in NXT uh, this this was a good match. I mean, if you, again, this is one of those matches where you close your eyes, you can imagine what it's like. And it was like that, just, you know, two big lads hitting each other really hard. Uh, big david has got a, a very fun range of uh, flying kicks and drop kicks and stuff, which are quite good to watch. But he's going to have his work cut out for him to make a spot for himself because there are other guys who do what he does arguably better than him. I mean, I'm thinking of people like Jeff Cobb and Jonah. We already uh, have uh, J.R. Kratos, even. Um, We've got big lads on this roster, right. so he's going to have to do a lot to make himself stand out. And I mean, certainly you kick the tires on him and see what you've got. But th- this is, you know, the, the cream is going to rise to the crop here. I think it's great that we've got such a, I, I think it's a pretty stack strong roster because people are going to have to work their socks off and get themselves over with the fans in order to to, to get featured prominently and to get uh, future bookings, future appearances on Strong, or even get a contract at the end of it. And I think that competition can only be a good thing. So, those
1: are my thoughts on New Japan Strong. I definitely agree with that. Um, that the next time we do a New Japan Strong, I'll, I'll, can I be Brian Alvarez and just be like, all right, Joel, New Japan Strong? Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate I'm still one of the few people watching it
2: which is fine you know people listen to this podcast because they you know they maybe don't have time to watch it so they're getting the the little strong digest there and I'm happy to do it because it's an easy watch every week Uh, and if there is something that I think people should go out of their way to watch I will say and I'll text you as well so Damon you've got to watch this and uh, I'm usually right and I think I've got a pretty good eye for talent at this point usually I think I'm ahead of the curve when it comes to you know, young talent debuting on Strong, and I'll say, you know, keep an eye for this guy, and they usually turn out to, to be successful. Like, I remember, well, I was going to say Wheeler Utah when he first appeared on Strong. I mean, it's not like he was a particular unknown or something, but I knew that he he was very talented, and you Japan would likely be keen on him. And, and there we are, two years later, he's in Best of the Super Juniors. So,
1: go, Joel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we're both pretty good at that. Like, there was this one time where I was like, you know that Hiroshi Tanahashi? He might be some... <laughs> He might, might, might do something in this promotion. I don't know. All right.
2: So that is the end of the podcast. Oh. Uh, RedCircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash J dash cast. If you want to give some money to us, that is always appreciated. Discord link you can get by sending me a direct message on Twitter. At Cobra Kawaii and Pro forward slash super J cast. If you want to buy one of our lovely t-shirts, big thank you to editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at Lousy Hero 219. Uh, check out the new song, Soul Ties uh, from Escape the Box. Good it's stuff. a great one. I'm enjoying that one a lot. Subscribe to the Voices of the Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five snake review, some kind words on iTunes to help us move up those rankings. Follow us on Twitter at SuperJcast. Thank you, everybody, for listening and goodbye.